You're listening to Joy Coaching America with the Joy Coach, Karen Lynn Grant, spreading upbeat, uplifting, informative messages of hope and happiness from sea to shining sea from our home in the beautiful Rocky Mountains. Hello, listening audience. This is Karen Lynn Grant with Joy Coaching America, and I am excited to interview today Mike Wright with Black well real estate group and we are so excited to have mike here because mike is an expert real estate agent he's been mine twice and i absolutely love the way he goes about taking his clients under his wing and working with us and so i wanted to share him with you today so that you can get a heads up on what's happening in the real estate industry for those who are buying homes selling homes. We'll be talking primarily about Utah, but Mike has a heads up about what's happening outside of Utah too. So today, Mike, let's go ahead and ask you the first question. What made you want to get into the real estate industry? Well, once upon a time, I used to flip houses. Um, So I would go in and do all the work and didn't really get enough of a paycheck that made it advantageous for me for the time and energy that I spent. So I shifted gears. I've always liked the kind of the real estate aspect in general. And so I shifted gears, got my real estate license uh, about 16 years ago um, and uh, just started helping people buying and selling homes, uh, essentially making uh, people's dreams come true. And so that's, that's what I do. And I've seen the ups and downs of the different markets and over the years, and it's a different change of pace every day because every home is different, every buyer, every seller, every situation. So it is a, uh, a, a change of scenery every single day. You know, I really appreciate you because you've been very patient with me as I have learned what is important to me now versus what was important to me when you sold me this home here in Pleasant Grove, Utah, four and a half years ago. It's actually four years and eight months ago. You were so awesome with me then. I was a single woman. I didn't want a yard to take care of. I wanted an HOA that so that they would come and do my yard work because I was busy running from Pleasant Grove to Ogden. And so I had a busy, busy career. And so I didn't want to do yard work, but now I've gotten married and I want a garden space. I want fruit trees. I want a little more land with my husband so that we can work together. And so things change. Our needs change. and Needs change over the years. And what we want today might be different than what we needed four years and eight months ago. So it's been really wonderful to work with you and, and learn about my own needs. But something's happening out there today. There's new uh, interest rates. There's, there's new all kinds of things happening. So I want you to talk about what is a seller's market and why is this a seller's market today? here in Utah. Okay. Um, Seller's market is definitely kind of what we are in right now in Utah. Some other areas and states may be uh, seeing some different things, but here we've got a tremendous population growth um, in the state of Utah. Um, Primarily, a lot of people here have large families. 
And 25 years ago, those kids are now at the age of purchasing. And so there's a lot of population growth. There is also a shortage of housing inventory because there's a lot of companies that have been moving to Utah, like uh, large companies, uh, Google, Adobe, uh, eBay, Amazon. There's a lot of these large groups that have built major um, hubs here. And so these companies are bringing people in from outside of the state and they are just absorbing or purchasing homes. They're not replacing it with put one on the market and buy one at the same time, but they're just moving here and absorbing some of the inventory that coupled up with the uh, tremendous population growth. Um, and then over the past few years, we have, there's con new construction going on basically everywhere in the state of Utah. However, they are not able to keep up with um, the growth rate for the state. So I think uh, last year we were around 3,500 uh, housing units short that the new construction uh, category was not able to keep up with. And so what that does is that just there's a lot more demand for fewer properties which is part of the reason the homes when they hit the market here are selling quickly. They are selling in a lot of situations or in a lot of cases exceeding the actual list price, sometimes exceeding appraised value. And so it is a little bit challenging for primarily for first time home buyers to get into the right property because there's just not a lot of them out there right now. You know, it was interesting Dell and I decided that we would put our home up for sale because we had put grow boxes in our backyard in our 40 foot by 20 foot space and we wanted to grow a garden. So we really weren't aware of what was happening on in the happening in the market around us. So what happened with us is we put our home up for sale and we were out looking for houses with Mike one afternoon about a couple of weeks ago and and the house, the MLS listing went up at five o'clock and we were with Mike and at about six o'clock, he said, Hey, I just got a call. Somebody wants to look at your house. And so Dell and I ran home, vacuumed, straightened a few things, <laughs> took our do doodles and put them someplace else and actually in our car to go for a ride with us. And what happened at seven o'clock, Mike? Uh, we ended up getting an offer um, that exceeded the asking price by $5,000. And so um, the buyers are just elated um, and they had made offers on multiple properties and were outbid. And so when this, when this one hit the market or Karen's home, um, they came within a first couple hours and were basically putting their best foot forward with a, with a good aggressive offer with a, a high amount of earnest money um, to show their level of interest. And they've been pre-approved prior to making the offer on the home. And so everything um, should go very smooth from here on out. Today we have the inspector come and hopefully all will go well. We've done some improvements on the home and we're excited to to see that the inspection comes back great. And the buyer also agreed and asked and just said, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna pay our own closing costs. Well, I had been praying for $10,000 over and that kind of took care of that with their $5,000 exceeding our asking price. 
and them willing and eager to pay their closing costs. So that worked out really well for us. And we were so grateful. That was exciting. That was a really happy moment when that happened in the first hour. But then we were back to, hey, we are also buyers here in Utah, and we have got to find a home that we can purchase quickly because our closing date here is September 22nd. So tell us about the buyer's market here in Utah. Okay. And you know what? We have a few minutes left to get into that. We might have to go into the next segment with more information about that, but let's go ahead and start. Tell us about the buyer's market here in Utah. So um, being a buyer, so we talked about being a seller, how it's uh, a pretty quick process here and, and goes fast. Um, on the flip side, the buying category is a lot more challenging because the number of people that are trying to buy the same home. I would say there's probably five or six buyers right now in the state of Utah for every home that's available. Um, and so a couple of these things make it a little bit challenging because when we set out to go look at properties, let's say tomorrow, by the time tomorrow comes, half the properties that were on the list to go see are no longer available. They're, They're already under contract, which is what we would pull up to a house and Mike would say, hey, I just got a call. <laughs> this house is already under contract. And so we're like, okay, we'll hop back in the car and off we are to the next place, which oftentimes that could be the same story. That house, the next house might also be under contract. We found several houses that we could have fallen in love with. And we kind of learned, oh, you don't fall in love too quick. And you don't put just the asking price offer on it. So that was a, a learning curve for Dell and I. We had to realize, okay, we're going to come in a little bit higher and we're going to understand. And so eventually I started praying, let everybody, let everybody be moved into the house that they need to be in and the area they need to be in and not get too excited too quickly uh, before we found out the news on that. So um, with that being said, I've got lots of questions for you. I've got a daughter that wants to put her house on the market. Um, we learned to not just put the asking price as the offer, but to go a little higher and to work quickly, which didn't give you a whole lot of time to, you know, like when you're buying a pair of shoes, <laughs> you try on a few and you walk around in them. But this was a different story and there was some interesting, interesting things that we had to learn as buyers. So tell us a little bit. I do have a daughter. She's thinking, well, I want to put my house up for sale on the market, but don't I need to fix everything? And it's like on a quarter of an acre. It's a little farmhouse in Orem, Utah. What would your best advice be to someone in a seller's market? And we might have to come back to that in just a minute because we're closing up this segment. And so we'll start with what would you suggest? What would your best advice be for someone who wants to put their house for sale in the market, but it needs some fixing? Here we go into our little break.
from sea to shining sea and beyond. You're listening to Joy Coaching America Worldwide with show host and Joy Coach, Karen Lynn Grant. Hey, this is Karen Lynn Grant, and we're back with Joy Coaching America. We're interviewing Mike Wright with Blackwell. Blackwell Realty Group. Great. And I'm loving Mike because he has already sold me a home. He sold me my first home in four years and eight months ago. And now my needs have changed. I've gotten remarried. We want some garden space. We want some fruit trees and we want to stay in Utah. But what about people who might be looking to move outside of Utah? Mike, how can you help them? Uh, we have a referral uh, agent network um, in place um, so that and these are good real estate agents. It's not just, uh, you know, somebody's brother that doesn't do anything or does a you know transaction one or two in a year. Um, we have a group of refer referring agents that do high volume of business um, that know the markets intimately and how to market and price homes so that they do sell quickly and also how to help people purchase homes um, at the same time. And so if you have some questions about that or wanting to move and be connected in with that uh, group of agent network, um, be happy to give me a call. Um, my, my phone number is 801-309-1960. Again, that's Mike at 801-309-1960. Something that I've really appreciated about you, Mike, I've worked with you before. I've referred you to several people. And this morning we were over visiting with my daughter while the inspector came to our home and she was like, oh, mom, do I need to make sure that I've painted my house and fixed it all up? And I said, you know, I really want to ask Mike. So ask Mike, call him and get him on, on your you know, on your phone list so that you can talk to him. And if you're thinking about selling your home and you live in Utah, he's a great bet as far as I'm concerned. But if you live outside of Utah and you're listening to this program, call Mike anyway, because he can refer you through his referral agency to help you answer, get some of those questions answered. Some of Laura's questions this morning were, do I need to fix up my house if it's a seller's market? Do I spend four months fixing it up? I'm pregnant. I, I've got my house is too little. I've got a, a fifth on the way. What do I do? So what would you suggest to someone in Laura and Jose's situation? So each uh, house is a little bit different. Um, there are certain items that, yes, probably need to be addressed. And then there's a lot of other stuff that it depends on, you know, a level of priority on what those are. Um, just like in your home, Karen, when we were walking through, giving you some pointers on what to do, there were several things that I said, you know, these are lower level priorities, meaning when you get everything else done, then if you have some extra time, check these couple items off the list. Um, but there is a lot of stuff that, um, can maximize, uh, a buyer, uh, what they're willing to pay. Fresh paint does help a lot. Um, but it depends on what the seller is, is looking for, how much, if they need the very top dollar for the home, or if they just need to get a certain amount, like your daughter where she's pregnant, doesn't have a lot of time and energy to do a lot of repairs, 
there's some things that we can walk through and say, yes, I would do this, but not that. Or you'll mm -hmm. get the biggest rate of return out of doing certain uh, repairs, but maybe not necessarily everything. And so that's an individual case by case uh, situation because every property is different. Every you know condition and electrical system and plumbing and just depending on when the home was built and you know kind of what the current features are or problems, I should say. You know, and also it's like for me. If somebody goes and puts fresh tan paint on their wall, but what I really wanted was gray, you know, sometimes can you, can you wait on that? Can you say, Hey, I, I love your home. I'm going to be painting it gray. You just painted it beige. What about things like that? Yeah. And so again, each buyer is different. You know, some want a certain, you know, genre of colors. Some don't care. Some just want it done and ready to move in. So they don't have to lift a finger. And so it is, uh, it depends on the, uh, you could say the, the colors of paint. I mean, if it's, uh, we're talking lime green walls, probably want to paint that because that yeah. will, you know, kind of, uh, put people off or think that it's so unusual. They may not like the home because one bedroom is painted green. And so we want to do things that make the home neutral um, in, in appeal, um, but also, you know, have it in good, good shape. Um, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean perfect. You know, my husband's a professional painter. He's been painting custom homes for years, but I will say that I saw a couple of homes, you know, in the MLS listings that had one room aqua, one room hot pink, one room lime green. And I kind of went, even though my husband's a painter, I was like, yeah, I just think that I'll, I don't even, I don't even want to go there. I don't know why that just kind of was a turnoff for me, but I do agree that having some neutrality in the home, if you're going to paint, do some neutral things that make it a little more appealing. And then we can do some of our own fixing up, but for fixer uppers, like I think the other day we were driving through Mapleton. There was a house for sale by owner and a guy was sitting on the doorstep and he said, I just flip homes. Like you said that you used to do. I'm going to, I'm going to paint this house. I'm going to do some things and then I'm going to send it for, sell it for $75,000 more. So if you're looking for a home and you could go a little bit less and you're willing to do some of the work yourself, that could be a reason to go ahead and put your home up for sale. Like Laura, she's pregnant. She doesn't want to be ripping out floors and somebody might have some talent that way, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it depends on what you're looking for. And, you know, as you mentioned in the first segment, you know, your situation changed now versus where you were at four or five years ago when you purchased this home. And so it is a difference of, you know, where people are at in their certain stages of their life. Uh, for example, you know, I grew up in a home that had five bedrooms and when all of us kids, there's five kids in my family. When we moved out, my parents had a large home with a lot of bedrooms they never used. And so they ended up selling and getting something that was more user friendly for the age they were at in their life and not a lot of stairs and a larger great room common area and only a, only two bedrooms or three bedrooms because they didn't need five, six bedrooms. And so it just depends on where you're at in your stage of life and what makes the most sense for you. 
So for someone who wants to sell, but they don't have a lot of time, effort, or energy, can they just take advantage of the great interest rates right now and move and find something that works better for their growing family? Absolutely. And right is so I just have to do a disclaimer. I'm not a loan officer. I don't do interest rates. However, they are phenomenal right now. Um, I've been seeing some people get interest rates at two and a half, 2.6, 2.7%. And that's for a 30 year mortgage. I mean, just some phenomenal rates. And that is a large portion of um, why a lot of people are moving forward now is because the interest rates have basically never been better. And so what that does is that gives a buyer uh, more purchase power. If uh, interest rates were at three and a half percent versus two and a half percent, you're and you bought the same home, the total monthly payment at three and a half percent would be substantially higher. And so right now where the rates are lower, you can get more, more bang for your buck in a, in a home and have the same monthly output or um, get a little bit uh, lower monthly output and just save some money. And so interest rates are a great option right, or an opportunity right now to try and take advantage of. I love how you work closely with the mortgage company or the loan officers and and Brandon's been wonderful. I called him before this call and I said, hey, Brandon, what are the interest rates today? And he said, you can safely say they're about 2.7 across the board, a little bit less if you're doing a 15-year mortgage. Uh, you can go drop a little bit lower, but it all depends on credit scores and all of those things. So getting pre-qualified, give Mike a call. Mike, tell everybody your phone number so people inside and outside Utah can call you and get some help in getting a... a yeah. Referral company going. So, and I've got some phenomenal loan officers that do states in about, or do loans in 35, 40 different states. And so um, I can put you in touch with those guys as well. Uh, and again, my phone number is 801-309-1960. We will be right back after this station break. Thank you, Mike Wright with Blackwell Realty. Welcome to the Loving Liberty Radio Network. Welcome back to Joy Coaching America, raising the world's vibration to love, joy, and peace. One happy listener at a time. We are. We are back with Mike Wright. And this is a really fascinating subject to me right now because my husband and I are selling our home in Pleasant Grove, Utah, and we are on the house hunt. And this is a really unique opportunity. And I'm going to tell you why I went back to my real estate agent. So I am interviewing Mike Wright with Blackwell Realty Group today. And the reason that I went back to Mike was because Four years and eight months ago, he sold me my home. I was a single woman looking for something with not much yard work and in a beautiful community that didn't have like 
mattresses on the front porches. And I just wanted to be in a beautiful community that looked like I was working hard to keep my house looking good, but really it, it was an HOA. So I want to talk to you, Mike, about what makes a great real estate agent, someone that you're going to go back to time and time again. Hopefully we don't have to buy too many houses in our lifetime, but <laughs> when we do have a change of life, we're going to need someone that we trust, that we can count on, that's just not in it for the sale, but really knows our needs and gets to know us personally and then works with us from that end. So Mike, tell us what makes a great real estate agent. All right. That one's kind of a loaded question. Um, however, growing up, my mother was a, an elementary school teacher and I saw all the time and energy and things that she put into her work. Um, and that is kind of the, I've kind of taken that same kind of concept of if you, if you want to be a successful real estate agent, I would say have the heart of a teacher. Um, and that is looking out for what is in the best interest of your clients, buyers and sellers, both, and then helping them identify what makes the most sense for them and, and helping them, you know, find and negotiate things that have everything, check all the boxes off your list. And so, uh, for most people it's, Hey, in, out and done. Uh, let's find them a house and move on to the next person. Well, that's not how I like to do it. Um, like to spend the time to look and evaluate all the properties, find what, you know, what checks those boxes off the list, but also what's in good condition, what's, uh, what's going to be a money pit or just a continual problem. And so try and identify a lot of those things early on up front um, as we're looking at homes and as we're searching, uh, even before we go out and, and physically view properties in person, but you wanna relay a, all of your goals and the reasons for your moving. You wanna put it all out there on the table for your real estate agent to know, uh, because if you don't, then they can't really find properties that meet your you know, wish list, your wants and needs. Um, I have found that people buy what they want, not necessarily what they need. And so it is good to hear the wish list, uh, but also the necessities to make sure that everything does fall in line, um, that, you know, someone doesn't just fall in love with the kitchen and the rest of the house doesn't make sense at all for, for you know, what they are trying to accomplish. And so part of the scenario is look at what your long-term strategy is. Um, and, and exit strategy, you know, potentially as far as when we're looking at homes, I try and keep in mind, okay, five years from now or 10 years from now, if you go to sell your home, will this be, will this road impact uh, potential buyers, you know, the busyness of the road and things like that, or, or in a few years is your game plan to turn your primary home into a rental property and then you upgrade and buy an additional home. And so these are things that you want to account for in the beginning to make sure that it meets your wants and needs now, next year, next month, or five years from now, instead of just a short-term scenario, because it's expensive if you buy and sell a home every year or every couple of years. And 
you know, we, we want to try and do that as least amount as possible so that you can retain the equity in your home and continue to build your, your own wealth. And, um, and so part of that is just evaluating it from top to bottom. Now, in the past, I've done a lot of construction work. And so I have a little bit of a different, uh, you could say skill set, um, because I've done a lot of, uh, construction industry related jobs and things. And so when I go into a home, I try and identify what's in good working order now today, or what could be a problem in the future or, you know, and utilize, uh, you know, some, I, some things about the condition of the home when negotiating the offer, but also when negotiating, you know, for repairs, you know, during a home inspection and things like that, because there are a lot of steps to, from the initial making an offer to actually purchasing and closing on the, on the home or the loan closing escrow and things like that. There's a lot of steps in between there that you have to have an advocate, someone that's really looking out for your best interest. You know, it was really interesting because we put an offer on a home through Mike and there was, I just said, could you just ask if they're willing to sell any furniture? Because there were some items in the home that I really liked and that fit really well with the home. And and Mike came back and he had negotiated an offer on a particular piece of furniture that I really loved. And it was the main one that I loved. And he had he had just done some beautiful mediation there and negotiation. And I think that when you're choosing a home, the first step is to choose a real estate agent. And it's got to be someone that you can feel like you can say, you know what, now that we've looked at those four homes, I realize that I don't like a basement with window well windows because I'm a sunlight girl. I need more light. So could we look at homes that have walkout basements? And sometimes it's in that process of looking at homes that you start to realize what works for you and what doesn't work for you. So I would like to make a suggestion, which I didn't do right up front. The suggestion I have is to make a very specific list of the things that you can that you really want and maybe some things that you'd love to have but so that you don't get caught off with that gorgeous kitchen that you just saw and yet the master bedroom bathroom the shower stall is too little and your husband can't fit in it and so um making a specific list and again prior to that choose a real estate agent that has your heart and has your best interest in mind. I have that in Mike Wright, and I want him to give you his phone number again. For any of you who have been considering, I have a lot of friends that come to me um, in their sessions and say, you know, we're thinking about selling. We've heard the interest rate is good. Uh, who can you refer me to? So Mike, would you just shout out your phone number and then talk a little bit about that referral system that you have going on so that people outside of Utah can know how you can help them. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'll start with my phone number again. That's uh, 801-309-1960. I hear that was a good year. So um, <laughs> now the referral system that we have, uh, well, let me back up just a little bit. I have the ability to help uh, anywhere within the state of Utah. 
Um, outside of the state of Utah, um, my license is not necessarily recognized by other states because they have their own real estate tests and things like that and licensing requirements. So um, we've got a referral network uh, that is across all 50 states, and it is by invitation only. Um, and so you have to do a certain volume of business to be accepted into this referral network group. And, uh, and then when I have someone moving out of the state, um, I can log in there and, uh, and target someone in the area specific city and price points and things that they're looking for to make sure that they're going to get the best help. Um, if it's someone looking for a hundred thousand dollar house and they go to a real estate agent that specializes in a million dollar plus their service is not going to be that good because they specialize in a different market. And so we try and outline all of that stuff to make sure that we can get you paired up with someone in the location that you want, who's an expert and is uh, does a lot of business in the price range that you want to target. Excellent. I thank you for that. I think that uh, people for people that are moving in the state, out of the state, relocating, this is important information, please consider calling Mike Wright with Blackwell Real Estate Group. And we will be right back for our next segment with Mike as we conclude good news about buying and selling your home. Welcome back to Joy Coaching America, raising the world's vibration to love, joy, and peace, one happy listener at a time. Welcome back to Joy Coaching America with Carolyn Grant. I am so excited about our guest today. Mike Wright is with Blackwell Realty, and he is a real estate agent here in Utah. But you know what? All of this changing um, is like musical chairs, it seems like. Uh, there's a lot of people moving into Utah. There's a lot of people moving out of states. There's a lot of people really pondering, where is the safest place to live? And so, Mike, I just want to ask you, what have you noticed about people that are, have you noticed that it's more of your clientele or people that are just shifting homes with a need for a bigger house or what's happening with the out-of-state market that seems to be wanting to come to Utah and why do you feel they're wanting to come here? So we are seeing a fairly big uh, volume of out-of-state buyers coming to Utah um, for a couple of different reasons. Um, it's a beautiful state. Um, Topography is unsurpassed. I think it, within three hours of Salt Lake, you can be uh, mountain biking or uh, you know red rock biking. You can be up in the trees camping. You've got Arches National Park. You've got just a lot of really neat stuff to see within a couple hours of Salt Lake. Um, and so that is what some people are coming for. We're also seeing um, since, uh, you know, the pandemic uh, in 2020, 
of course, uh, we're seeing a bit of a shift uh, in that as well, where we are experiencing or seeing uh, a lot of buyers coming here from California, from New York, from some of the places where it has had a bigger impact than it has here in Utah. And so for several different reasons, uh, some people just want to get away from all the uh, regulations in certain states um, and rules and things like that. And some people just want to come here because it's a great place to raise your family. Have you noticed that there's a particular state where people are flocking to Utah from? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, there's a pretty big uh, group of uh, people coming from from Texas, also a pretty big group of people coming from California, um, just relocating some of their assets. Uh, some of it is for tax purposes, and some of it is just because they want to put their feet up and relax and not have to worry about, you know, all the uh, rules and regulations that come living in certain areas and states. You know, my husband's been noticing a lot of New York license plates driving around Utah lately. And so we're welcoming in, uh, we're becoming a little melting pot here and we're welcoming in new faces and uh, new cultures. And we're excited about that. So we have so much that we have here in Utah, as he mentioned the canyons, you know, we went looking for a house in Nephi and Phil said, let's go drive up the Nebo Loop, which comes out at Payson and Payson Lakes. And then we were looking in Mapleton and there was Maple Canyon and then Spanish Fort Canyon. And in American Fork, you've got American Fort Canyon and Provo Canyon. If you're looking in Provo, there's so many beautiful places here in Utah. So I have to agree with you 100%. Also, Utah feels safe. Utah feels really like a beautiful state. It's a beautiful, I grew up in California and I really love the safe feeling that I have here in Utah. So what would you suggest for those people who are wanting to buy, they need to sell, would you suggest they do it quickly or should they wait till after the elections? I mean, this is just so your, your feeling. So my initial thoughts on that question would be, if it's something you want to do in the near future, take advantage of the super low interest rates right now. I would say do it quickly um, because when those change and how much they change, you know, that's a question that uh, is for a crystal ball because I have no idea, but um, I would try and take advantage of it while they're in such good rates right now. So I would do that sooner than later. Um, and it is, you kind of have to, if you have a home to sell and purchasing both, you do kind of have to do them hand in hand at the same time in conjunction. Now, like with your home, Karen, um, we put yours on the market and we started looking even a week or so before we put it on the market. Now with the offer that we received on your current house, we negotiated in there um, that you can ha rent back the home from the new buyers for up to 14 days after closing. So if it, and we did that. So if it took us, a, you know, an extra week or two to identify the new home, then you wouldn't be homeless in between. And so, you know, we want to make it a smooth transition where you 
load up the moving van and then unload it at the new house and not have to do a storage unit in between for two days or three days because mm -hmm. that's just a ridiculous amount of work. And so we try and, uh, you know, kind of put things together so that it does make the most sense for everyone's situation and, and what you're trying to accomplish. You know, thank you. And that was really wise of you. And we're going to probably be taking advantage of that. Uh, I have a question for you because this isn't something that I know. When you come to a real estate agent, do, do you have one particular mortgage company that you work with or that you refer people to, or can they have a different mortgage company? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's no relation or ties between mortgage and real estate. Um, I've got a handful of lenders that I have found that I work really well with. And they um, are very good and on top of their files. So we meet the dates and deadlines on the purchase contract so that your earnest money uh, in other states, escrow funds, so that those are never in jeopardy of going to the other party. And so that's important to get a lender that is very on the ball, that knows what they're doing, knows how to navigate uh, the underwriting process and basically just make sure that they're there to push your file all the way to the end, but make sure it gets there in the time frame that is needed for the purchase contract. You know, I really appreciate the, the company that you work with or that you've suggested to me on both occasions when I purchased a home through you. And it's so peace. It gives such peace of mind when Brandon calls with me to and me. Brandon and Brandon is the loan officer. He's the loan officer. And he gives me these little, sometimes daily updates because this is a crucial time in my husband and my life. We've just sold our home before we secured another one. We've got 30 days and we are looking in a hot market where a lot of people are buying. And so it's so comforting to have a loan officer who is working really closely and tightly with Mike and who is comforting. I would say that you guys should get your credentials in therapy because you are awesome <laughs> therapists. Well, <laughs> well, being a, being a real estate agent, um, it's, it, it, it's linked with everyone's emotions. You know, it's selling a home or buying a home is a big deal and they have a lot of emotions wrapped into it. And so you do have to be able to help people identify, understand, you know, kind of what's involved um, and the, and how important these dates and timeframes are, because um, if those aren't watched and taken care of or done in a right manner, there's a possibility that all of a sudden you're homeless. And that's, uh, that's not an ideal situation. So um, all real estate agents and mortgage loan officers are not created equally. So that's a good point. That's just something to consider. You know, sometimes it makes more sense to utilize someone that you know, and sometimes it makes more sense not to. Um, just because I've seen it where people don't want to have a family member do their loan information because then, you know, they would know all their financials, you know, deep, dark secrets or whatever. And you know, and that's entirely up to, you know, whoever you want to use for that, but just make sure that it is a, 
um, a responsible loan officer, real estate agent that is or has the ability to get things done in a quick time frame, especially with where the market's at right now, because it is very difficult to get extensions. You know, it really is important to have a good coach. And I really, really appreciate the sound counsel and advice that you've been sharing today. I think it gives a lot of hope for America to know, hey, the, the interest rates are low. If you've been thinking or pondering or maybe dragging your feet about should I or shouldn't I sell my house, there's hope for America. Interest rates are low. But also to be able to find a real estate agent that is a coach that can really say, yeah, I think that this is a really good deal. This is, I think that this offer would be a really great offer. It's been so helpful to have you, Mike, and I'm so grateful for you. I well, just you. really appreciate that. Now, as we wind up today's show, I know that there's going to be people that are going to have more questions. Some of you are, it's, you know, Saturday, it's noon, you're, you're driving down the freeway, you're hearing this, you might not have been able to catch Mike's phone number. I want him to give that phone number to you again. And again, if you could just go over the referral system one more time for people that have hopped on that maybe live outside of Utah, sure. that maybe live in California and want to move to Tennessee, but they want to get in on your referral system because they love this word of mouth. Uh, so the best part is it doesn't cost anything. So awesome. let me just throw that out there. It's no cost to you guys. Uh, it's a referral sharing network program that we have set up um, for people outside the state of Utah um, that do a lot of business and in the same locations as where you would like to be and high volume so that they're, they are a professional and can take care of your needs. So uh, I'd be happy to help anyone with that. Um, just give me a call, kind of give me a snapshot of your situation, where you want to be, things like that, and we can get you taken care of. And my phone number is 801-309-1960. Again, that's Michael Wright with Blackwell Realty Group at 801-309-1960. Mike, it's great to have someone that I can trust and, and to be able to even refer to in, a, in my new marriage to my husband. And we're so grateful for the help that you've been to us. We love you and we are excited to pass your name on to those we love. So thank you for joining us. Thank you.